to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. My name is Susan Sellers, and I'll be your host for today. Today's podcast has been made possible thanks to the generous support from the Offit Officer Spouses Club. I recently had the privilege of chatting with Addison while attending the MSEC's Global Summit this summer. She was one of the winners of MSEC's Call for the Arts campaign, and we had a chance to chat about her art piece, how it helped the family to celebrate life's moments even when her dad was deployed, as well as the challenges she faces as a military kid with type 1 diabetes and celiac. Let's take a listen. So part of the reason you are here is because you were one of the winners for Call for the Arts. Is that right? Yes. So tell me about your art piece. So it's called Little Boxes of Celebration and little theme boxes with different holidays. Each one is coming out with a letter and on honor of the 20th anniversary of MSEC, it says spells that celebration. And each letter is a holiday and that theme box is that holiday. So It'll have a bunch of decorations inside and not all of them are holidays. Some of them are special events for military kids, for example, homecoming. So when military families come or military parents come back from long deployments. Wow, that sounds really cool. How did you come up with that idea? So when my dad, my dad is away on deployment, how we would celebrate is when he's not home and there's a holiday going on, let's say my birthday. We would send boxes of my birthday stuff or like balloons and stuff. One of our favorite ones we like to do is in September. It's football season. We're huge football fans. So we would decorate it with the University of Georgia football. And Go dogs. Yes. Yeah, especially awesome. for the national championship this of year. Of course. But it would have bulldogs in it. It would have like helmets. And then it would have some fun Georgia things in it. It would have stuff that he had asked mom he needed out there. And so we would send it to him, and then when he would get back for holidays, we would celebrate it on random days. But then with the football, we'd watch some games that are recording. That is such a great idea. I absolutely love that. My kids used to draw pictures, and we had like a daddy drawer where we save up like the artwork. But I really like that because you're making him kind of still part of your celebration. So would you say the Georgia Bulldogs was probably maybe your favorite celebration box, or do you have a favorite? I really don't. They're all quite cool. I think the one I, the things that I like the most are the football ones, but months that there aren't any holidays, we would do movies. So one year we did Jurassic Park because he likes it. So we did a bunch of dinosaurs, and I really like that one too. That really sounds very creative, and it's something you guys could all do together as a family. So I think that is really neat. So what are you hoping when people see your art exhibit at the MSET Global Summit, what are you hoping they're going to take away from it? The main thing is many people celebrate in just different ways, and it's fun to see how each family does it. That's just how I do it boxes, and then when he gets home, or when my dad gets home, and then it's like, March, if we miss Thanksgiving, we'll have a bunch of food that day. And then maybe later we'll celebrate Halloween. We'll go trick-or-treating in the house. So that's just how we celebrate. Well, I just think that is the neatest idea. And it's a great way to connect with dad, gives him something to look forward to. 
I mean, any chance to eat turkey any time <laughs> of the year, I love it. I mean, it's it, it's not so much about the date, it's about being together and celebrating, I think, which I think is so huge. So you had told me that you recently moved to Fort Eustis, Virginia, I think, right? Yes. I always have to ask our military kids, how many moves have you experienced? This will be our sixth move. Wow. So my kids are very similar. They have, I think, <laughs> seven and nine, depending on, on which kids. So that's a lot of moves. So how do you start over every couple of years then? Trick is going out there because we've been, I've been lucky is going in the neighborhood and trying to find someone my age and my sister finding someone her age. Um, and then also with class or classes, trying to make a few friends because when you have a few friends, you can be solid for a while and then you can make more and then you're good for a while. So that's my trick. Well, I think that's a great suggestion. Just getting out there, being positive. You're definitely a very positive person. It's not always easy to be positive all the time. And recently you were diagnosed with juvenile diabetes, I think, and type one. And then a little bit later, celiac disease. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. My mother-in-law has celiac, so I'm definitely familiar with it. So that can certainly be a lot to take on and still remain positive. So I'm curious, what would you like people to understand about these diseases? So celiacs, I, I just put it as, it's just a fancy name for gluten allergy. So I just can't have a bunch of breads or cereals. I just have to have a certain type. And I've learned a lot of the certain types can taste pretty good and taste pretty normal. So they've made a bunch more gluten-free options now. So it's not a huge difference. It's just you have to have certain foods. That's basically it. So type 1 diabetes is not what a lot of people think. Eating too much sugar doesn't cause it. It's an organ inside your body called the pancreas. decides to not do its job. And its job is to make insulin for your blood sugar, your blood and your sugar to stay stable. And when pancreas decides to shut down and not work, if the sugar stays in your blood and it gets, and you can get really sick, the only way to do it is taking insulin shots when you have, when you have to eat and calculate all the carbohydrates and then pretty much pricking your finger to figure out how much sugar's in the blood at that time. Now, are you able to do those things yourself? Not yet, okay. but I've had some other people do it, which is actually a lot for me because I only can trust mom right now, but I'm trusting my nurse and I'm trusting my um, dad. But now they've made a lot of fancier technologies like the Dexcom, which reads the sugar and I only have to change it 10 days for the site, which is a lot better. And then the insulin pump, I only have to change three days, which I actually changed it today before we got came down here. So it's a lot better than taking shots four times a day. I would agree with that. and. I'm sure some people have had different reactions when they find out that you have type 1 diabetes and celiac. <laughs> like, what are some of the reactions people have shared with you? And how would you prefer people to react when they find out about your diseases? So they're kind of different each time, but I think the common one is not a lot of knowledge from it, especially kids my age. Maybe adults will understand it a bit, but it's not a lot of knowledge of it. And I also don't prefer for a reaction because it's what people think about it. I can't control how they think. It's all up to them. And I just don't really prefer one 
Well, you brought up a good point that a lot of kids like your age, maybe a little bit older, a little bit younger, don't always have that knowledge. And it sounds like you're very well informed on it now. Yes. So, <laughs> so I would say in some way, maybe you're out there to educate others about uh, type 1 diabetes and, yes. and kind of explain to them how it impacts your life, but it doesn't prevent you from living. Is that right? So what are some of the things you'd like to do at school? So at school, I like to wear my pumps and I at least wear the my short like sleeves mm -hmm. so that way people can see it. Okay. And a lot of people, I think the common thing is, is that a tattoo? <laughs> I'm like, no, it's just a sticker. But another thing I do do is it's usually around in November because that's Diabetes National Awareness Month. I make soccer videos with my sister teaching people how to do soccer. And we, at the end, ask if you can donate because all the money goes to JDRF, which is a site helping to find a cure for diabetes, which there's not one yet. So we've put a money in there. So I do videos and people donate and we have stickers and little buttons. I think we're doing this year, like little boat keychains. So it's kind of different, but I like to make videos to help try to raise money. That's awesome. That is really cool. And I love the video idea because it's very <laughs> visual. You know, people like to look and, and see. So how would you say being a military kid has helped you with the challenges of having diabetes and celiac diseases? It's There's kind of positives and negatives to that one. I guess the negatives are with moving you have to switch your old hospitals and you have to find new hospitals. You at least need to find a new endocrinologist and you need to find a new, at least a, new, a nutritionist. Which school you're going to, you gotta make sure the nurse understands everything. And each move, it's kind of different. This is kind of my first move going back to a school. We had it virtual when I got it, but I really didn't need to see the nurse because it was at home. But that's also kind of part of it too. And you also have to just kind of be prepared with moves because if you're in the middle of nowhere, you run out of something. But some positives next to it is you can still be resilient to it and you can still do things like military kids. You can still move with it. It's just maybe a little, you have to make minor adjustments, but it's still, it's not hard to move with it, I should say. Well, I like, I like how you said just minor adjustments and, and not having to do four shots a day, I think is definitely, definitely an improvement. So especially not having to do it on the road, that is difficult. Oh, I can't even, I didn't even think about that. Trying to do a shot while you're in the car driving. So there's two options we do. Two, we kind of hide myself and mom does it in the car, we went to the bathroom and the food place and we do it. That's funny, but also hard to be trying to hide the needle, but also going to the bathroom. <laughs> it's quite funny how we've done it, but I'm glad we don't have to do that anymore. Good. Yes. Because I'm sure, you know, like we said about reactions, everybody's kind of got a different reaction. And mm -hmm. I, I love your, the one you said where somebody asked you, is that a tattoo? So. <laughs> Yes. So, but that's a good conversation starter when you're yes. when you're new at school. You could say no, but yes, this is what it's all about. So, what do you for military kids in general? Like, if you could share advice with some other military kids that maybe they're just getting diagnosed with diabetes, or maybe they're just getting diagnosed with some other um, challenge, what advice would you have for them? I think my one sentence that's 
been with me and that my mom just gave me a post that says it and it says you can do hard things so it may be hard at first and for me it was very hard at the beginning i was always sad mad and anxious when i got home from the hospital i was worried about every shot hurting i and then when summer came out and we were almost about to move to virginia and we knew we were going back to school i just my anxiety completely took over me and i was so worried about school like me being in class always going to the nurse but if i drop low cgm failing like all these little things like causing to be one big thing and even some of them are i can't control but the first like month or two are going to be hard and you can't control that it's just how it is but some things i've done to help cope with it is I did not want to do this the first few months, but it finally took, I finally had the gut to say, yes, we can try one. And it's actually really helped me. I go every few weeks, but I do counseling outside of school. So I have someone else to talk to other than my parents. And yes, I can talk to my parents and you can talk to them, but it's still good to have somebody else. And then when I do shots and change pump sites and Dexcoms, I use a distraction. Either it's my sister doing something hilarious a phone call with the grandparents, or it's just turning on the TV and turning on something I like to watch. And that really helps too. Those are just really great ideas. And I, I appreciate you being so honest and saying like, hey, it's not always going to be easy and it's not always going to be great. Sometimes it's just going to stink. Um, but I like the, the suggestions of looking for distractions. <laughs> uh, I think that's a great one. You have a younger sister, Grace, I think. Yes. Is that right? We first did shots. She tended to be somewhat right. It would be different every time. She is an animal person. She likes to pretend she's animals. So you saw her cat ears as she walked in. But she would be at the freezer holding the door. And if I needed the ice, especially the one at night, she would open the door very wide and she'd grab an ice pack and she would like sprint over and she liked doing that she had a job for the day that would that would help too and i guess also this goes for being military too not all the time it's going to be sunshine and rainbows. you're going to have those bad days you're going to be at some point you're going to be in that corner crying because it's just hard but you got to just try to put a positive spin to it to try to keep that low as possible for example if I'm a Marvel fan and I really love Marvel, and so I say my Dexcom is my, is like Tony Stark's heart thing, mm -hmm. and that's what keeps me alive. So I really say it, I got a little jetpack. I like that. That is, um, that's a really great, that reminds me of my, so my daughter had open heart surgery mm -hmm. when she was a baby. And so she has a scar from basically the whole length of her chest. And so we call that her badge of courage. You know, because she survived it and, and she can, so when anybody sees it, she's just like, oh, that's just my badge of courage. And she just kind of um, is very nonchalant about it. So I think that I like that analogy with Tony Stark, which, I mean, why not the Iron Man? I think, I think that would be really cool. So, and I, I'm curious, are you going to do a celebration box for diabetes? Might actually, because I think, I'm not completely sure yet. I keep hearing bits and parts at like at the dinner table. But I think my my dad is working on something at work, and I think he's going to be leaving for a little bit. It also depends if he's gone or not. Okay. Because we've been very thankful and very lucky is these last two moves in Maryland, Virginia, he hasn't left for a while. And it's not like Colorado, I should say, because it was 
he was gone for over a year and we were there for three years. So it feels nice to have him home. I know. It does, doesn't it? It, it does. does. It really does. It makes that time when they are home, I think, even better. Yes. So I'm proud of you for sharing that you talk to somebody, that you see a counselor, because you're right. Sometimes you just need somebody that is unbiased to kind of hear you and, and sort of validate some of the stuff you're going through. So I'm glad that you found that as a resource, too. That's been so cool talking to you, Addie. I really enjoyed myself, and I can't wait to see your celebration boxes. Thank you. Absolutely. I think my listeners would have to agree. What a great kid, and what an incredible perspective on life at such a young age. I'm just so impressed that Addie doesn't let her multiple diagnosis define her. She continues to play soccer, and in fact, she's currently on a club travel soccer team with the hopes of playing for the U.S. women's national team in the future. Addie's also an honor roll student, and she still continues to use art to celebrate her triumphs. Meeting Addie and her whole family was truly a highlight for me this summer. We wanted to release this special episode in honor of National Diabetes Awareness Month, which is in November. As of 2019, 37.3 million Americans have diabetes, and this includes children. We have included more information about this disease as well as celiac in the show's notes. You've been listening to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. Thank you again to the Offit Officer Spouses Club for supporting this episode. Until next time, live a great story.